everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. Hey everyone, it's Brandon, back with another Turbo. The topic today is going to be weaning. Now, what is weaning and is it something you should be doing? My argument is that you should probably be doing a lot less of it than you are. So what do we mean with the word wean? Usually what people mean is that we are in some way supporting a patient with some therapy or intervention, and we're going to try to put them on less of it, maybe even none. So an example would be, the patient is on quite a lot of oxygen, a high FiO2, and we're not sure if they still need so much, so we're going to try to reduce the amount they're on. Now, the implication when you say wean is that you're going to do it slowly, and also that the amount of support the patient needs is somehow related to the amount you're giving them. Now, I'll give you an example, and this is a situation where, in fact, you probably should be weaning, and that's the use of steroids. Everyone knows that if you're on higher doses of corticosteroids for prolonged periods of time, the body develops a certain physiologic dependence. You downregulate your own steroid production, you have involute receptors, and so on and so forth, so that if you were to suddenly stop the exogenous steroids, the patient would end up in a state of relative adrenal insufficiency. So this is good weaning, and it makes sense that you would need to discontinue that relatively slowly. There are not that many examples that are like this, okay? Cases where you truly have physiologic dependency. If you're on prolonged chronic use of opioids, maybe benzodiazepines, yes, those things may need to be weaned. So there is a category here, but it's not that large. Most everything else falls into a different category where the only time when you would be deducing the amount you're giving someone is because they just don't need as much anymore. So a better word might be titration. So, for instance, a patient is on vasopressors because they were hypotensive. Now their blood pressure is higher, so you would reduce the dose of your vasopressor. If their blood pressure is lower, you would increase the dose. This seems really obvious, right? But there is no reason you would use a word like wean here because there is no dependency. You're just titrating in the same way that a thermostat titrates the amount of heat because the temperature changes in the room. Now, people will still seem to believe that more things need to be weaned than really do. And often the reason you'll hear is because they're worried the effect of their reduction might surprise them. So for instance, the patient is on 100% FiO2 and their oxygenation seems very good. Their SAT is 100% or their PO2 is very high and therefore you should turn down the FiO2 but they don't wanna go so fast that the patient becomes hypoxic. So they don't wanna go from 100% to 40% because maybe the patient SAT will drop to like 70. Sure. 
So this is mitigating your rate of titration or weaning so that you can see the effect of what you did before you make another change. This is very reasonable. However, this is still something that can be overdone very easily. How quickly can you make reductions like this and still be safe and still reflect on the effect you had before you make another change? You can make the changes quickly as you will see the effect of the last change. So it's determined by sort of the half-life or the rapidity of the feedback you're getting. How quickly does a change in a patient's FiO2 on the ventilator reflect itself in the patient's oxygenation? Well, within a minute or two. Therefore, you can make a change based on your last change within a minute or two. Go from 100% to 90 or 80%, and if they haven't precipitously desatted in the next few minutes, you can go down again. There is no physiologic reason why you would need to wait an hour or several hours or spend all day going from 100% to 50% or wherever they end up landing based on their oxygenation. There's just no reason why you would do it slowly. The body has no dependence on the amount of oxygen they had. Likewise, for most other medications, sedation, an amazing example. Patients heavily sedated, you need to get them off it because you know sedation is bad for people. Someone will go and try to wean it. Take this midazolam drip from 6 milligrams an hour to 5 milligrams an hour today, and then tomorrow to 4 milligrams an hour. The patient is deeply sedated. Their RAS is negative 4. Why would you need to do this? Someone will say, well, I don't want them to wake up and go bonkers because I turned them down too much. But you will see that effect as soon as the effect of your last change happens. And frankly, if that does happen, it doesn't necessarily mean you weaned too quickly. It may just be an inevitable complication you have to get through to get this drug off. You would only wean this if you've had them on it for so long that you literally have a dependency on it. Yes, high-dose long-term benzos, sometimes that has to be done. Yes, dexmedetomidine, if you use it for long enough, you may need to do a little bit of weaning, maybe wean them to something like clonidine or whatever. But by and large, you're just titrating these drugs to effect. Patient is comatose. Obviously, your sedatives are probably too high unless you're in some very specific medical situation. So most things just don't need to be weaned. You don't wean sedatives, you adjust for what the patient needs. You don't wean vasopressors, you titrate to the blood pressure. As long as you have immediate feedback, you can adjust things as quickly as that feedback feeds you back. I assume the next thing I'm going to hear is somebody trying to wean antibiotics or wean off a proton pump inhibitor or something else ridiculous. Please don't be that guy. All that doing this sort of thing does for you is it slows down care. And that's why it's now discouraged to use the term weaning when it comes to getting people off the ventilator. It implies that patients have a dependency on it and therefore it has to be removed slowly. Some small percentage of the time this is true. Patients have actual respiratory weakness. Their diaphragm is atrophied. They need to build up strength and kind of train to breathe again. 
But that is not the most common situation. The most common situation is that people are on the ventilator for a specific medical reason. They have pneumonia. They have heart failure. They had an acutely altered mental status. Once those problems go away, they no longer need this intervention and you take it off. So instead we say that they are to be liberated. And instead of a gradual approach to it, you simply use an approach of testing them periodically, let's say every day, and when they no longer demonstrate a need for it, they can be removed. Words have importance. You can say whatever you want. I'm not going to come and find you if you say ween, but understand it's sending a message to yourself and to the people around you that weaning needs to be done gradually, and usually it just doesn't. That's all. Talk to you soon.